everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today uh, I've got a little bit of a special show for everybody. So everyone's been doing their end-of-the-year lists, and I've also been seeing some people doing uh, hype rankings for... Uh, and by people, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I was literally just in the process of listening to the Phase Zero podcast, and they're doing a hype ranking of all of the Marvel properties that are coming out this year. Uh, and as I was listening to it, as you know, I <laughs> I was rolling my eyes a little bit because they're saying things like, well, I don't even know if this is going to be coming out this year. It's like, okay, well, then why is this on the list? Or, oh, you know, I basically, I don't know, freaking out about things that may or may not be happening, like Craven the Hunter, uh, which is another I'll believe it when I see it movie. But as I was listening, I was like, you know what, I need to do something like that. And uh, I'd been wondering kind of what to do uh, in this sort of uh, liminal period right now in between uh, movies. There, there hasn't been a lot coming out. Uh, I saw Megan came out. Congratulations to that movie for blowing it out of the water. It just uh, was approved for a sequel uh, coming in 2025, if anyone saw that. I haven't seen it yet, but I read somewhere it has a 17-day release window, so I'm sure it's coming to... I think it might be, it's either Peacock or Paramount Plus, um, so I'll definitely be watching it. But yeah, there, there really hasn't been a lot of other things going on until sort of Ant-Man uh, and also the Oscars. So the next episode will be me kind of talking about the Oscar announcements, which come out next Tuesday, um, just the same as I had done last year. But I wanted to talk about not necessarily my Marvel hype rankings, but just movies in general. Again, I, you know, it's the nice thing about having this podcast is I don't have to kind of pigeonhole myself into, uh, and I felt bad. I felt bad for these Phase Zero guys because I love them. They're really fun. But talking about, oh, we have nothing to talk about, so we're just going to do hype rankings, which uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of hype rankings, and here I am actually doing them. But what I'm, I'm, I'm not calling this so much as what I'm hyped for, though that is the way that I've listed it. But it's more for all of you of, hey, here's some really great movies that are coming out this year to maybe get a little bit excited for if you haven't uh, heard about some of these before. Because uh, a couple of these are going to be pretty obvious. Uh, but some of the other ones are, uh, hopefully, who knows, maybe a surprise. Before we start on that, though, as I, I've been uh, trying to do on these, uh, kind of catch you up on some of the things I've been watching since the beginning of the year. Uh, watching movies in full force, uh, TV shows too. Uh, one of them, uh, a couple of great ones that I watched so far, a movie called Set It Off with uh, Queen Latifah and Jada Pickett-Smith, Vivica Fox, Kimberly Elise. Uh, really good movie. Hadn't seen it before. And uh, I just, I loved the idea of kind of an, you know, all-female uh, prison heist or I guess bank heist type movie. Uh, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I blazed through Cowboy Bebop, uh, which was really fun. Uh, classic anime, I'd say. Uh, and then also finally finished the final season of His Dark Materials, which just came out. For any of you who are fans of The Golden Compass, The Subtle Knife, The Amber Spyglass, uh, you have to check out this show. If you didn't know it existed, uh, it's on HBO. It's three seasons, and each season is the book, is each of the books. And I got to tell you, when I was younger and I was reading um, those books, I loved them, but there was a piece of them that was very high concept that I just, I, I don't know, maybe I was too young while I was reading them, but there were pieces where I would read and, you know, obviously your imagination wanders and you kind of create the world while you're reading. Man, when I was watching this show, it just felt like everything that I had pictured was in the show and it made it such a special show, except for one, one small little thing. 
uh, which uh, I won't reveal here. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, this will certainly be a show that we'll talk about um, going forward uh, in the future, probably for this year's um, this year's top TV shows. I watched White Noise on Netflix. Uh, that's the Adam Driver movie. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for it. Uh, really good movie. That one was really fun. It reminded me of kind of the rest of Noah Baumbach's films, uh, the director, the writer and director, uh, except it was in a really weird backdrop, which I won't spoil because I didn't know exactly what it was going into it. And uh, I was very pleased about that. Um, she said, watch that as well. That uh, came out on, uh, I believe it was Peacock. Uh, really good movie. Enjoyed that one too. Um, it was, you know, it's a get what you pay for type of movie about them trying to take down Harvey Weinstein to, uh, from the New York Times, which uh, I enjoyed. Obviously, I love Carrie Mulligan and I love Zoe Kazan. And so um, to see them both on screen together was really cool. Uh, Devotion. I watched that as well. That came out on uh, Paramount Plus, I believe. So, I've, guys, I've been living my best life right now in the streaming wars. Um, I'm kind of like Switzerland at this point. I think I'm almost subscribed to everything. And so, uh, like last weekend, for example, oh man, it was the best weekend for ball. Uh, got to watch it on Peacock, on Paramount, on TV. Just oh, possibilities are endless. On, not on Amazon. There wasn't a Thursday night football, but Devotion was good. Um, I liked it. Uh, I thought, uh, the performances were really great. Uh, Jonathan Majors did a great job. Glenn Powell also did a really good job in it too, but you know, it was your basic war movie. So, you know, nothing about it really stood out to me, uh, beyond obviously the great performances and the story that they were telling. Uh, and then the last one that I kind of wanted to mention, I watched last night called Mississippi Masala, which I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Uh, this was a criterion film that I had bought that I really wanted to check out. It's got uh, Sarita Chowdhury and Denzel Washington, uh, and it's about a uh, a girl. It says it's an ethnic Indian family is expelled from Idi Amin's Uganda in 1972 and lives in Mississippi 17 years later. Um, and the dad is suing Uganda to get his property back because they got kicked out. Uh, but the daughter, who is played by Sarita Chowdhury, names Mina falls in love with Demetrius, who's Denzel Washington. And uh, really interesting uh, take and story. Again, another, it reminded me a little bit of Miss Marvel, just in the sense of learning about some history for uh, the Indian people that I did not know prior. In the, in the sense, what I learned from this was that the British actually sent a bunch of Indians to Uganda to help build uh, railways. And then they basically abandoned them there and said, all right, you know, once the railway was done, the British left. And so now you have all these displaced Indians in Uganda. And uh, this was prior to, and so I think in this movie, it was the, the dad's uh, father or his grandfather. So he, the father, an Indian man uh, born in Uganda is being kicked out of his country. And uh, it's, it's just a really powerful film and kind of showed too. Uh, just the whole kind of uh, interracial romance as well. And I think they did a really good job with that. I don't know. I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it all day long. And I was grateful for it to be a Criterion movie because I got to watch some cool special features, read some essays, got to check out the uh, the the director's diary as she was kind of planning out the movie. It's just super awesome. And uh, this was was uh, Miss Chowdhury's first role. Uh, and for those of you who may be saying, well, who is she? 
Um, she was in The Green Knight. She was in The Hunger Games. But uh, you know, Marvel fans out there, you'll remember her as someone from Jessica Jones. She was Jerry Hogarth's uh, love interest in that uh, that TV series. So um, just a lot of great stuff coming out right now. I'm in the process of watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, for the first time, too. Uh, and that's been really cool. I've been liking it way more than I thought I would. It's actually a really funny show and really well done. But with all of that put aside... Uh, it's time to talk about what is getting me excited in 2023. Certainly, what's getting me excited to go to the movies uh, and to check out these feats of cinema that are going to be put on screen. So I have, uh, in the last 10 minutes, picked out my top 10 movies uh, that I am excited for for 2023. So again, this is spanning the whole year. Some of these come out towards the end of the year. Some of these come out in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll see. And uh, if I miss anything... By all means, comment, rage comment if you have to, and let me know about what I missed, because trust me, I have most of the movies down for the year, and there's a lot that I didn't put on here that I am also very excited for, things like Insidious 5, uh, that was one I was almost going to put on this list, but, you know, the fifth movie, I, I didn't even see the last two in theaters, I just, I, I loved them, I just didn't go to the theaters, so again, something I'm definitely going to be checking out in theaters. Number 10, Indiana Jones 5. Uh, really pumped for this movie. Uh, I know, and a lot of these too, you'll see a couple of these, I think these were all supposed to come out years ago, but because of COVID, because of issues like that, they kept getting pushed back. And so 2023 is the year. It's the year of the big blockbuster and Indiana Jones is the perfect one to kind of kickstart this list. Um, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Obviously I love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I just recently watched that last year. And uh, really pumped for this. And I, I almost positive. I don't think Steven Spielberg is directing it. I think it's James Mangold. Um, but still, Harrison Ford's coming back. I have a, oh, I'm praying that Shia LaBeouf uh, shows up in here a little bit of mutt. Never hurt anybody. Um, but yes, yeah, so Indiana Jones 5, the, man, I don't even remember what the name of the, <laughs> of the, it's little calling card is. I'll look it up right now. The Dial of Destiny. So this must be like a telephone type movie. Um, or I guess it's probably more like a sundial. Um, that's probably one of my favorite lines from a Disney movie too, from Hercules. You want to buy a sundial? Uh, number nine, we've got Oppenheimer. This is the new Christopher Nolan movie. This comes out, I believe, sometime in July, if I'm remembering right. And again, this is this is all off the cuff. I've not done a lot of research on these. I just know bits and pieces. I'm pretty sure Killian Murphy is is playing Oppenheimer in this. I've seen the trailer in theaters. I know little to nothing about this movie, and for a Christopher Nolan movie, that's exactly where I want to be because his movies always tend to blow your mind and do things that you wouldn't uh, wouldn't expect them to do. So number nine is Oppenheimer. Number eight uh, is one of the longest movie titles this year, which is uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, you know me; I'm a sucker for Part One, Part Two type movies, especially if the story is really good. And uh, I don't know if I'm hating myself for admitting it, but I have loved the last few Mission Impossible movies. Um, I don't own any of them. I haven't seen them since I saw them in theaters, but every single one of them when I did, um, the last two blew my mind. And just awesome action, gorgeous sets. Tom Cruise killed it. The rest of the cast killed it. And what has me really excited for this one is that Haley Atwell's in it. So, uh, you know, oh man, that's gonna, it's gonna be a good time in the theaters. Good time to be a movie fan. I think that comes out in the summer, sometime around June. Uh, number seven. 
we have Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, put this one here uh, because I am very excited for this movie. I secured my tickets. I'll be going on Thursday night at 6 o'clock, uh, which I'm pumped for in the Dolby Theater. Shout out to this theater because the last few times I was in the Dolby Theater, there was a squeaky sound. Uh, playing at the top of the screen that really took away from the movie. I've confirmed that they said that they have fixed it. I've not been to the theater yet to confirm that. I'll probably try, but um, nothing like seeing a Marvel movie in theaters. Nothing like seeing the first Marvel movie of the year in theaters, especially one with Jonathan Majors, one with Kang in it, and uh, something where I watched I watched the last trailer for this movie, and it got me really excited. I only watched it once, but as I was watching it, I just kept saying, holy cow, they are showing us a lot of stuff. Now, this is different than Marvel showing their hand. And I know this because in my gut, that's what I felt. I got goosebumps while I was watching it. It was not a, oh, geez, the, you know, they spoiled the movie. I kept thinking to myself, if they're showing this much in the in the trailer, how much more is in the movie? Like, that's crazy because they in the trailer, they show Kang building up an army a little bit. All of this stuff that clearly seems pointed to Kang Dynasty, yet it's in this movie. So what else is going to be in this movie that we aren't even thinking about? I, I know it. There's going to be some stuff in the quantum realm, some things that happen. Um, you know, a little interesting prediction to a buddy I was talking with. Uh, Ant-Man might die in this movie. Uh, and I didn't realize that. And when he told me, I was like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. End of a trilogy. Um, you know, he wants to get time back. Uh, and, you know, he you can't, right? You can't get the time back with your family. You can make the most of what you've got. And I think the best way to do that is to, you know, to know that you're dying. Again, I'm not, that is not confirmed. I hope that I'm wrong. But if we're picking characters, I mean, Scott Lang was the hero of Endgame. And uh, so I don't know how much higher he can get. Though at the same time, I'd love to see him kind of lead some younger Avengers too. Um, so we'll see. But very excited for that movie. Number six. This is what this is going to be a surprise to some, and it will be not a surprise to others. But number six is The Nun Two, the sequel to The Nun. That's right. Uh, one of my favorite Conjuring movies. Um, my brother always makes fun of me for this. He doesn't understand why I like this movie. Uh, you know, I don't know what the problem is. Are you not afraid of nuns? Are you not afraid of the unholy? Are you not afraid of a demon in a habit that's wandering the halls? And also, how can you say no to Tessa Farmiga? Uh, if she's in the second movie, I'm going to lose my mind because she's definitely, she's one of my Hollywood crushes. I loved her in, uh, I loved her in American Horror Story, uh, but seeing her in that uh, as uh, Sister Irene was awesome. That's crazy that I remember the name. And then also, what is his name? Damian Belker is in this, uh, who was in a couple of the other... Oh, man, I just... No joke, I saw The Nun in Dolby. I was like the only person in the theater seeing it, and oh, it was so good. Uh, I've watched that movie probably three or four times. It's one of those easy turn-it-on-and-watch-it films. And so, uh, you know, it was funny, too, at the time... They uh, that was one of the highest grossing Conjuring movies. I think it was the highest grossing. So it only made sense that they're going to be getting a sequel. If they can do what they did in the first one, but even better, uh, we're going to be in a really spooky spot during. I think it's in uh, late July or August that this movie comes out. But oh man, I no details about it. I have no idea what's going on. I just saw that it's coming out, and I was just I was elated. Like I said, 2023. It's the year for the sequel. It's the year, and I get it. You know, we trash talk sequels all the time, but right now, it's the sequels that are keeping the movie theaters going. Minus Megan. Again, another shout out and congrats to Megan on that end. But, um, I mean, 
Avatar is basically driving the theater experience right now. So very excited for that. Uh, number five. Oh man, this is kind of hilarious. Uh, and I'll just spoil this. All the rest of the movies are sequels. I think the only original film in my list is Oppenheimer. That's crazy. So Indiana Jones is the fifth. Mission Impossible, I think, is what, the sixth or the seventh? Ant-Man 3, None 2, number five, Dune Part 2. Uh, could you call this a sequel, or is this just a continuation of the first film? Hmm, I don't know. Either way, I will be there day one, in the, uh, covered in the sands of Arrakis as I arrive at the movie theater. Uh, who knows? This Dune was uh, one of my favorite movies uh, last year, or now it would be two years. I think it was my number one film. Uh, or that might have been No Way Home. But I just I saw that movie twice in theaters uh, and fell asleep in one of them, and it was the best sleep experience that I've had. I think I talked about it on the podcast. There's certain times, certain movies, where when you fall asleep, especially if you've seen the movie already, there's just a comfort to waking up in Arrakis, to the sands of Arrakis, <laughs> and just you know smiling and saying, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. This is great. Let's keep watching. Um, and then I watched it on HBO when it came out. So no, I'm, I'm beyond pumped for Dune. I think I saw that Florence Pugh might have been tapped to be in it as well. Uh, and I, I even read the book after watching the movie. So I'm very curious to see how they adapt some of these things. Uh, book was a little bit confusing, but watching the movie certainly helped, uh, in understanding the book. So very pumped for Dune, uh, part two, number four is the fourth movie in this series, John Wick. Uh, again, I cannot tell you how excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store these days. I'm like John Wick in a weapons depot at this point. Like every movie that's coming out speaks to me. It's been all the things that I've been waiting for, the sequels that have been talked about, that have been coming down the line. Again, things that have been pushed back are now finally coming out. John Wick 4 is one of them. Uh, at the end of John Wick 3, there was obviously some room for them to talk about more things. I believe that movie series could just go on infinitely as long as the action is as good as it is. Man, Keanu Reeves just killed it, so very excited for that movie. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, number three is the marvels so uh beyond excited for this movie we're getting into the the ultimate hype zone at this point you got carol danvers monica rambo and kamala khan all on the screen together and i don't think i don't think people have properly gotten excited for this movie and that's okay because right now there's other things coming out this movie doesn't come out until july but i just want to say at some point y'all are going to need to get your hype hats on because you've got brie larson just put that aside. Brie Larson is starring in another Captain Marvel movie. Holy cow, stop the presses. She killed it in the first movie. I just rewatched that one, and it was, it was so great. I love that movie. Um, but then you've got a two different characters who, in the comics, are BFFs with Captain Marvel that, without any extra movies or anything, are going to be in this film that were both introduced in Disney Plus series with Miss Marvel and WandaVision for Monica. That's That has not been done before. The closest thing that we have gotten in terms of connection to the shows was uh, was Doctor Strange, I think, in the Multiverse of Madness, referencing um, the stuff from, well, No Way Home was a movie, but the stuff from WandaVision, right? The stuff with Westview. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm doing a quick little uh, jolt in my head, and I don't, think, I don't think any of the other ones counted for anything, which is fine. Again, they don't have to always connect. But... 
the fact that like characters who were introduced and given really great character work in these shows are now in a sense fully fleshed out and ready to be enjoyed on uh, on the big screen like okay when Kang shows up in uh, in Ant-Man, I'm probably going to scream. That's fair. When these surprises that I'm thinking about might show up, I'm probably going to do. Ant-Man shows up, Matt. I'm, I'm not the biggest Ant-Man fan, right? And you're going to see there's other movies coming out this year, Marvel-wise, that aren't even on my list because there's just certain things I don't get hyped for. But to see, I'm going to freak out when Carol comes on screen. But when Monica comes on screen, when Kamala comes on screen... Lose, I'm going to lose it. This That might end up being endgame level cheers for me. Just because, again, it's like you're getting to see... When's the last time we've seen that? Of a character being introduced somewhere else that shows up in this movie. Um, the last phases, right? Phase 4 was a lot of introing new characters and post credit scenes and yada, yada, yada. And here we are actually getting... And, and you could say, you know, America Chavez, right? New character in Doctor Strange. But she's kind of the catalyst, right? She's a little bit of a red herring. She's uh, It's her intro this that's her kind of first appearance we've already gotten these people's first appearance this is their big appearance they're coming to the big dance and i can't tell you how excited i am for that so uh, i i just i can't wait i'm super excited but there are still two movies that i'm a little more excited about uh and number two is spider-man into the spider-verse uh loved the first one obviously i don't know of a single soul who didn't love the first one um, and really looking forward to this second one just to see more Spider-Man. That's that's all it is for me at this point because I don't know much about what's going to happen in the movie. Um, but my favorite part of the other movie was just not besides the character work was getting to see all of the different Spider-Man. Super pumped for that. The whole Spider-Verse uh, and and possibility of this leaning into live action or getting towards live action as we move into the sequel of this, or I guess you'd call it the threequel. But um, yeah, I. This movie's gonna be big. This movie's gonna be really fun, and I'm I'm just I'm excited to see what the uh, what the audience thinks of this because the first movie came out and obviously it was you know it was a masterpiece at the time, but not a lot of people went and saw it. It was it didn't make it slowly over time made some money, but it wasn't like a you know regular Marvel movie, right? And by the time that it was nominated for the Oscar. For all of the awards buzz it was getting, everyone was really picking up on that movie. And so you had a lot of people who didn't go see it in theaters that got to see it when it came because it came straight to Netflix. And then obviously it's been out for a couple years now. So think about that. You're going to have oodles and oodles of kids who have been growing up on this first movie who never even saw it in theaters. And now they're going to get to experience that same feeling that their friends talked about or that their parents talked about, if it's the case, or, you know, an older sibling. And now they're going to get to experience that for the first time because, you know, they can go to this movie, right? It's animated. It's probably going to be rated PG, PG-13. I have no idea. But I'm really excited. And uh, now that I think about it, it probably will have an interesting soundtrack, too, because the first one's soundtrack was awesome. Uh, so that gets us to number one. Which is, uh, I'm, I know I know you all are scratching your heads going, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> Alex said that there are no more Marvel movies on this list, which I'm saying now. There are no more Marvel movies. Um, what could this be? What what could be better than Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy 3? That's the, the elephant in the room, right? I haven't been talking about that. I am not excited for that movie. I have zero hype for that movie. I, I, I've made my opinions clear on the Guardians franchise. I, I love it. Uh, as as I love many Marvel projects, it's fun to watch. But you know, oh Alex, are you getting excited for it? I 
this movie could not be coming out and I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't be upset if they delayed it. Uh, I just, a part of me also is because I know that movie's going to be really sad. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be really sad. And so uh, part of me is not looking forward to it in that regard too. But it'll be great. I have no doubt. Um, but my hype is very low on that. So what, what could the movie be? Really biding his time with this. Um, look, here's all I got to say. Uh, when I when I was a kid, there was a show that I watched quite a bit uh, that I was, you know, in a way obsessed with. I didn't get to watch it all the time. This was back in the day when there was no DVR. You know, you could pick and choose what you wanted to watch. But when it was on, I watched it. I bought the toys. I played the video game a little bit. And I, I remember this is when I lived in Ohio. I had some friends that we would, you know, we would bring the ones that we had to school and kind of mess around a little bit with them. Uh, and then obviously, you know, lost them all through time. I still have one still in its case that, uh, for any of you familiar, uh, its name is Quick Strike, uh, which is uh, part scorpion. It's basically a scorpion that has a cobra as the tail, uh, which is just insane. But uh, I had a game, a card game that I still have. Uh, for this uh, this franchise, I guess you could say. And then when I was in college, I actually bought the whole series on DVD uh, and watched it start to finish and just loved it even more. And so when they announced the new Transformers movie was called Rise of the Beasts, uh, and then the trailer came out and had actual Beast Wars, Beast War characters, um, Autobot, or not Autobots, but, uh, you know, the... It's not Autobots and Decepticons. It's the oh yeah, the the Maximals and the Predacons. To see those on screen, I just and look, I we only got a little taste. But if I know the way that this movie is going to go, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be just like some of the recent Transformers movies, where it's balls to the wall, action all the way in your face, and sometimes can be a little bit much, and the story is very very bland or they're going to listen to the last few movies that they made and see how they didn't make them that well. They're going to hone in on some of that character work and they're going to really lean in on the uh, the Beast Wars because um, those guys, those uh, those creatures, those bots, they could have their own franchise if they wanted to. You could, I, and I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Probably because it'd be really expensive. But you know the way the show goes, right? You could have a whole movie about them having to flee the um what is it called the the place where all of the transformers come from you know from fleeing the, i don't even remember I'm, I'm not a huge transformers fan i'm more of a, a beast wars fan uh, i like these movies but essentially you know they flee they come to earth and the old it's it's set in the past it's set in the very distant past so the only thing that's on earth are animals and so they scan the animals and turn into animal type transformers uh, boom, that's one movie. But then you've got the whole battle between the Maximals and the Predacons and the, the back and forth. You've got the amazing, and I wonder if they'll show it too, of like the, uh, um, oh, what is his name? The the Velociraptor, though, who um, kind of switches sides. He goes from being a bad guy to being a good guy. Oh, man, there's just, there's a lot for this. And so I have this as my number one hype because I have always wanted to see a Beast Wars movie. That's why. That's the only reason why. There's a great chance that this movie comes out and is not very good. And I, I will acknowledge that. I'll admit it. But I'll tell you this much, too. I'm going to be digging in the dirt like Cheetor, trying to find things to love about this movie. Because who knows? If this movie ends up being a big bloated mess and is bad, we may never see the Beast Wars again. 
Uh, and so I, I'm very hopeful. I know hope isn't a strategy, but at the same time, uh, it's something I'm riding on right now. And so I'm very hopeful that this movie is going to be awesome. Uh, and it's, again, in terms of a movie theater experience, I have not seen a Transformers movie in theaters since I think the second movie, maybe the third movie, just because they were so long and in your face. Um, and I got to say, I've had it's been a break. So I'm, I'm ready to go see a Transformers movie again in theaters. Um, and, and I'm hoping Beast Wars is the one, or Rise of the Beast, whatever whatever we want to call it. I don't know why they're not just calling it Beast Wars, but hey, I don't know. Who am I? Who am I? I'm just a, I'm just a podcaster. So those are uh, my hype rankings for 2023. Those are the big ones that I'm looking forward to. Like I said, there are a ton more coming out. So if there's something that I missed... If there's a movie that you think should have been on this list, um, let me know. I'd love to hear it because, again, um, you know, I'd love to interact with all of you and know what, what movies are you excited for this year. But that is going to do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. I'm going to wrap this up, and thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies.